This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Brandon, are you at CPAC there? I, I am at CPAC, Mike. Well, let's test this. I just got everybody coming on Facebook here. I'm waiting for them to get on. Um, um, you got, I'm going to be there tomorrow. Um, I, when you're at CPAC, can we do multiple screens here? Oh, look at that. There he is, everybody. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't see the logos very good, but I'm going to trust you. They're there. Well, this one right here is Lindell TV. He's wondering about the logos, Logan. Logan will do a wide shot. Lindell TV logos right here. Frank Speech logos right here. And Logan can do a wide shot, and you can see. Yeah, there we go. There we up. go. Look at that, everybody. We're live there at CPAC. Um, that's Brandon in the house there. It's awesome. You guys, good job. Wow, you you got. What time did you arrive today? What time do we arrive today, Logan? On set, on location. Oh, about, let's say, let's see, uh, I got off the air at 2 o'clock Eastern on my show, which we did from the bus in route while the, we're going down the interstate. And so I would say we probably got here about 3 o'clock Eastern time. Wow, wow. Well, everybody, um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be at CPAC. Um, we have, we're doing a lot of stuff here in Minnesota today, and I'm leaving uh, tonight, um, or tomorrow, I guess, um, um, I had to stay back. We had a few uh, a few uh, fires to put out back here. If anybody watched the show last night, it got on. Uh, uh, we I was very a uh, little over the top. Um, I had a lot of problems, uh, and uh, we got most of them solved today. Of course, we always have the on the problems of the Brian Camps and the Ratzenbergers and the Fox News, but they uh, but those are those are problems that ain't going away anytime soon, right? Um, but uh, everybody, I'm going to be in seatbacks right. tomorrow. I'm going to be at CPAC tomorrow. I'm speaking. I guess I'm speaking. I'm opening the whole event at four o'clock central. Uh, so or four, no, three o'clock central time. Brandon, uh, it'll be on at three o'clock central yes. time. Everybody, we are going to live stream the start to finish. Right, Brandon? Of the are we live streaming inside the on the main stage? Correct. We will be cutting back and forth from the main stage to the desk. Absolutely. So we'll have newsmakers at the desk. We'll be live streaming some of the. Are you talking about the desk? Are you talking about the desk being where you're sitting right there? Correct. <laughs> That's correct. That's our and, mobile and desk. We'll That's carrying... our mobile desk. Right. Yeah, no, this, this is, is a, a very expensive mobile desk. You... Everything in right media on. is expensive. They charge you way more than it's worth. Eh, way more. But yeah. Um, any of the very interesting speeches from the platform we'll be carrying, which obviously means we'll be carrying yours. Um, but when we're not in there, we're we'll only doing that. And, only uh, doing that because it's Lindell TV. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, everybody, I want to tell everybody, everybody watching. Um, um, I believe the theme of CPAC this year is cancel culture. Isn't that what it is, Brandon? This is what I heard. I don't. I have not seen. I have not well, seen what the theme. Know, is. I it thought that was the theme in July. If the, if the uh, all the all the nut job journalists that are watching right now, yes, 
I'm going to call it. I'm leading it off, and it's going to be about cancel culture. But the interesting thing, I want all of you out there watching right now, all of you journalists that are watching, you know your names. I don't have to tell everybody. I'm leading off this thing on the main stage, and I just heard that it, um, that Fox is there, Brandon. I didn't realize Fox is yeah, actually- yeah, I actually, no, no. I, I actually talked to the guy in charge of all the media booths, and I said, how much extra, would, I'm not, I'm serious. I said, how much extra would I have to pay to have us right next to Fox? He said, he said it was actually talked about. <laughs> he said that. He said, he said, he said, he said, if all you journalists out there want something to write about tomorrow, I suggest you tune into my show here and, uh, we're gonna see how we're much we're going down there because we're going with a mobile. We're going with a mobile camera, and you're going down there. The Fox booth is down there. We can take a mobile camera. You can go down there and visit. We then the guy actually said we thought about putting Steve Bannon right next to them. We couldn't decide should we put Mike Lindell next to him or Steve Bannon. And I said, <laughs> Are you being serious? He laughed. He said, Yeah, we thought that'd be hilarious. I said, I'll pay extra to move now. He's uh, like, I, uh, everybody's I already guess set up. I'm. But, but what I'm talking about is I'm just wondering if Fox is going to live stream me on stage. But I will have to tell you, I have to tell you, I have not seen Fox News Channel here. What is here is Fox Nation. No, no, no. They told me Fox, not Fox Nation. I heard Fox News Channel was there. Could be a rumor. Could be a rumor. When I asked if Fox was there, they might have confused it with Fox Nation. Either way, I would like to go live on either one of their platforms. I think that would be good. I would... Uh, um, well, I think you should put, walk down there, and I'll follow you with the camera. And can you, you can imagine me on there? It would be like it would be like censoring swear words only without swear words. So, like if you said Dominion, if you said uh, Smartmatic, if you said ESNS, if you said all machine, uh, take the machines. If you said Raspberry, it'd be, it'd be like this. And another thing, channel beep 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 and they'll go, why, why, why is this a silent, the, the sound is out. It'd be like this. Fox's sound went out. Fox's sound went out. I, no, I, now you're probably right. It's probably fake news, everybody. It's just Fox Nation's there. Believe me, they're probably not going to have me on live in their booth. I'm going to try. I will try. Um. So, but anyway, it was quite, it's quite an honor when they called me to speak from the main stage to open it. Um, um, I guess in the past, uh, they've had quite a few. Uh, um, I talked um, to Matt Schlapp today. I talked to Matt Schlapp. And, and uh, yeah, everybody's pretty excited. We've already had people coming by. They see Lindell TV. They take pictures. They ask when you're going to be here. They tell us how much they love your products. So, um, yeah. I mean, All right, hold, hold right there, started. right there. This is just right there, we need to do an ad. I'm telling you, we need to do an, an advertisement right here, everybody. Um, we do need to do this because uh, um, we have right now, you guys need to go to the Frank Speech store. You guys, the Frank Speech store right here. You can go right here on Frank Speech. I want everybody to know we have that store here. It's not, your promo code L77 isn't just good at Lindell TV. I mean, I mean at my pillow. Got too many things going on at my pillow, but it's also good right here at Frank Speech. So you can look at both specials. And you guys, it's also good at MyStore.com. So all of you out there that are supporting, you want to support all these platforms. L77. 
if you go, let's just talk. I want to go to mystore.com, everybody. This is what I put out there. This is how I got around uh, Fox ads where I'm sending them to my store. And wrapped around that is actually Frank Speech, the navigation arms for Frank Speech. So when you go to my store, though, let me tell you where your money goes. You're supporting entrepreneurs, USA entrepreneurs and or their products that are made in the USA. Some of them might not be able to made here, but it's a great U.S. entrepreneur. So you have all these products that, that are there. You're supporting them that maybe they didn't have a platform. Maybe, you know, there's, it's at least it's a secure platform. They don't have to worry about Mark Zuckerberg charging too much for his ads and he's lost all his audience. They don't have to worry about Amazon and Crooked Google and all this stuff. So they, we have a great platform. They get supported. It also supports now Frank Speech. It supports everything that I'm doing out there. And uh, that it's just it's a great way to support everything I'm talking about your country. And yet you're getting great products. So I just wanted to say that. That's l 77 you got mystore.com, frankspeech.com. Go to the store here. Go to the Frank store, or you go to mypillow.com. Anyway, that's uh, that's enough of that stuff. Um, so this is uh, this is how we're supporting everything. I've just uh, um, I've got great news on uh, they, that we're going to have all of CPAC. I'm very looking forward to one of the things when they talk about cancel culture. I'm my speech, when I start out, it's going to be about what you have all heard, canceling our voices. I'm really going to focus a lot on our voice being canceled. Everything else is canceled. If you if you have a voice, you can speak up about that being canceled. But if you cancel the voice, then you don't, you can't, it's like, no, you know, that's why the speech or speaking out is so important to get the word out. That's the first thing when they want to take you take anybody down you take away their voice you just silence their voice you know and um so this is a, this is a big thing and i, I believe this is the, the theme of the whole weekend all these outlets coming together to unite uh all the the podcasters the tv the radio um you know all them being there and then all the people and, and uh, this is where our voice gets bigger. I think this would be one of the biggest CPACs ever. Brandon, is there a big crowd there yet? Yes. It, oh, well, it doesn't officially start till 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, but there is a lot of media here, a lot of people setting up, uh, and a lot of people are registering so they don't have to do it in the morning. So there's, I mean, people like a gentleman just walked up, started trying to talk to me. Uh, We've had multiple people, they walk up. When you're talking, they think I'm not on air. So they start talking to me, and Logan has to tell them we're actually on the air. And then he shows them the screen, and then they see you on, and then they ask, well, are you coming here? So I'm telling you, we're, the, we're it, it's a very small crowd, and they're already, everything is about when are you going to be here. That's all I can tell you. Just, if I'm not talking, well, they're asking where you man, are. Did you, you should have put a cardboard cutout and, you said, and put it somewhere behind a thing and say, he'll be out here in a minute. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. a sign made. I've sign made that just says Mike will be here tomorrow. That's and you guys, you know, and that's this is and you know what people are talking about. This it's not, you know, it's just it, we, consider this all of our voices. It's just God bless me with a platform of this big voice, and that's all of yours out there. And we're just gonna get bigger and bigger. It's 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 courage. It's just everybody having the courage to speak out, not just to listen, everybody. Not just to listen. My theme of me this weekend is going to be, hey, 
it's all, you know, we can speak, keep speaking out from our platforms, but we need, and but all of you out there listening and hearing the hope, you are somebody else's hope because you need to get out there and speak out. I don't care if it's in your little group, your little, you know, wherever it would be. You need to say, hey, this is real. This crime, the biggest crime in history was real. I don't care if, if you have a politician in your state and he says, oh, it didn't happen in our state. And there's some of them that are there, Brandon. I know that there's some of them coming there. A lot of them want my endorsement. And I, any, any one of this says, it didn't, I'll give an example. Any, any politician that says to me, I believe in election integrity. I'm going to lower your taxes. Good for you, Special K. What have you done for election crime? Election integrity is a weak word. It's about the weakest word in the English dictionary. We Election integrity. That's like, okay, what does that mean? I know what election crime means, the biggest crime in history. I know what that means. What? Tell me what you mean by election integrity. What are you doing now to fix this? To fix this. Don't tell me you're going to fix it after you're in office. If you're, if you're running for a position in this country and you're going to wait till you get in and you're going to make promises and we're supposed to believe you that you're not doing anything right now, if you're not speaking up now when we need your courage, how are we going to trust you to speak up then when we've lost our country? And you're going to go, oh, I wish I would have spoke up then. Not only would I have got elected, but we would have saved our country. That's how everyone has to think now. This is, this is different. I had talks with a bunch of my lawyers, Brandon, and I said, you know, I don't care. When you go down the road, I'm not looking out there like a traditional case. Oh, Dominion sued everybody in the world. They sued, uh, you know, over 200 people, Brandon, or wrote them threatening letters. That's what they did. Do you think that they're worried about winning or losing those lawsuits? No. If they were worried about that, there wouldn't be lawsuits because they would have opened up their machines and said, we have nothing to hide. That's what people do that are innocent. They go, hey, here it is. Look at, look at what's in here. There's this paper. There it is right here. They open it up and they say, here, get off our back. That's what, that's what normal people that are innocent do. But when you're criminals, you spend more money on the cover-up than you do anything. That's what they've done. You know, so it's very exciting, though, that we have, it's our voice. And, I'm, and I really want to take that. When you talk about CPAC, my speech, you guys, you're not just cancel culture, but I'm going to be talking to the politicians. Remember, this is the conservatives. You talk about conservatives. You can be a conservative, Brandon, and you're a conservative, but you know what you need to do? You absolutely have to do it now. You need to do it now, not after you're elected. And if you are a politician now, if you're a politician now, you ain't ever going to get elected again if you say, when I'm, I'm going to wait till after this year blows over. It's been such a hard year, and I'm going to wait. I'll make decisions in the future. You know, really? You're going to wait? I'm talking to people like, I don't know, Karen Fan from, from Arizona. She's president of the Senate. Everyone, all these brave people in Arizona, Karen, get the rest of these senators to decertify, to sign that sign that petition and get Arizona pulled down, Karen. Come on. You got you got all the people. What are you afraid of? 
You're afraid of that you won't get elected again? You won't. The people have had it. Won't get elected again. And we wonder, do you want to? And we go, and you say to this friend, you got, you got Rusty Bauer over in Arizona. Now there's a guy, he's got to be either criminal, there's something wrong. When you get into the Deuces and the Rusty Bowers of the world in Arizona, they are blockers. There's something very evil behind them that they're blocking. That's a different animal there. They need, he needs to go. Rusty Bauer needs to go. Just like Robin Voss in Wisconsin. You guys, these guys are obstructing the, everything we've worked hard for, all the people that had the courage, which we all need now. And even and all you politicians need the courage to go out and do something now. And all the and all the ones that are running for office need to do something. If you're not going to help now, we're not going to trust you in the future. We're going to remember your names. And people like Robin Voss or Rusty Bowers or Brad Rasenberger, people like that, they're going to have to explain themselves. And if they can't explain themselves now, we know why. Because there can only be one reason. It's like why Dominion isn't showing what's in the machines. They're hiding their criminal behavior. There's something they're hiding. There's something they're hiding, everybody. But we are going to talk tomorrow. I know one thing. When I'm on that stage, we are going to talk about, you know, I probably won't name names like Brad Rasenberger. Uh, I probably will. Um, you know, I don't know. But I, <laughs> but I will tell you this. I'm going to tell you if you're if you're a politician out there and you're in office, we're not waiting for your little promises when you run to be reelected or any of you running for office. If you can't sit there and say what you're doing now as we speak, or you can say, you know what, I was afraid, I was afraid, but now I'm not. I, you know, I see the light. I'm going to do something now. I'm going to stand up a second chance, Brandon. We get a second chance here. God gave us grace. We want, now we've seen all the corruption. We got grace right now where everybody's got to get involved. And we really need to reach the politicians that are in office and the ones that are running for office. This is going to be the greatest, what do you call it, filtering system in history for politicians, everybody. You don't have to ask them, uh, what, are you, what's your, uh, what are you running under? Um, well, I'm going to lower your taxes. Um, I'm... Uh, life and uh and i got election integrity you know um you know you're doing all these things and yes you can match up there but you're going to lose all that if you don't do one thing you better don't you better be doing something now this is a good example brand that we should call every politician out in every election here's what i'm going to do once i'm elected well what are you doing now before you're elected where is your you got to look at them and say gee um what did i do now you know what's my was I practicing what I preach? Was I, or was I just sitting out there going, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to be a politician. You know what? I hear they make a lot of corrupt money. I don't know. I just made that part up. It seems like a lot of the bad ones all get rich. Um, but anyway, um, so I'm looking forward to that speech. Um, Brandon, they, uh, um, now they uh, the next day the day the uh, what are we gonna do? Why don't you tell everyone? Um, oh, by the oh, yeah, I want to tell you this too, everybody. Um, right now, I you know last night you had Doctor Shiva up there, Brandon, and I, I I missed it, but I heard that it's it's absolutely smoking gun stuff out of Georgia, right? Or no, out of Arizona, everybody. So out of Arizona, Arizona. Arizona. 
we put it up on Lin on Frank's Beach. It's right below the Lindell TV squares, and um, you can read you can rewatch that show, everybody. But we're all focused on Arizona. And if his these name is misspelled, just if his name is misspelled, that's my fault. We're fixing it. I think they already fixed it, didn't they? I think they're waiting to clear caches. Oh, that's yeah. Well. Dr. Doc, yes, Dr. Shiva, if I heard there's an E instead of an I. It doesn't matter. He's still one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Um, so, yeah. remember, Dr. Shiva was an independent. Just let me just tell you, by the way, just so you know, if if you can hear people talking, the, the, the line is right there, Mike. And it's if people are walking by, they're all greeting. They're calling out. They they are seeing that you're on TV. They have a monitor. So if, if, you, if people are hearing people talking and whatnot or people waving, it's, Lindell TV's clearly penetrated the conservative. Hello, everybody! Hello! Hello, everybody! You're looking good. They're I all you very glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very glad to see you, Mike, even if it's on monitor. Right on. Well, I'm looking forward, and I'm going to be there. I hope that you meet most of the people there. I love getting with the crowd. Um, and... Uh, like I say, well, I'll have. Uh, I'm going to be there the whole time. I was only going to be there one day, but um, now they, uh, it looks like I can be there quite a bit of the time. And uh, I love getting out with the people. I think they're expecting I, ten thousand. What's that? What's that? I think they're expecting ten thousand people to be here. Well, and you know what? Like I say, for me, it's it's um is to get the word out of Lindell TV. We got to word out, you guys. This is getting so big, and you know, you got the President's True Social that's that's come out. I've been up on it; it's awesome, very much like Twitter. But it's it's going to be once it gets one wide open. You got all these platforms: your Getters, your Twitters, your your Frank Speech, your Lindo TV's. You know, we got a big lineup coming, Brandon. We've got more people coming over. Emerald, Emma Robertson's coming with her show here soon. Is she going to be there? Right? She's going to be there. Yeah, she's, she's actually going to broadcast, um, I think she's broadcasting tomorrow morning from uh, 9 to 10, is it eight, 9 to 10 Eastern, 8 to 9 Central, 8 to 9 Central. I think she's going to be here tomorrow morning broadcasting, and then I think she's going to broadcast again from 5 to 6 um, uh, Central. Hey, hey let me just tell you, right, so I'm going to tell six. everybody, I'm going to tell everybody how the bots work on, on Facebook. Here's a rotten bot, uh, this Bob Bergen. Almost 700 interested people. Wow. Because right now, Suckabuck's got my Facebook, which used to have a quarter million when I'm streaming live, and there's now there's 700. I want to tell everybody, right now, you can get out ahead of this, everybody. I was going to wait to announce, but I'm announcing it right now, Brandon. Are you with me? I'm with you. Okay. Uh, when we... It's going to be, you guys, within, I'm hoping to have it by the time I'm there. But we're going to have, uh, uh, actually, I don't, I want to make, uh, I'm gonna, I think we're going to have by the time I'm there. But I'm going to be, you will be able to go to the app on the Apple Store and uh, um, the others, the app on the Android, whatever, get the app, get the Frank Speech app. And then you're gonna get you'll get notified when I'm going live, just like on Facebook. Wow! And when I'm going live, you're gonna see a million people. Not suck a buck six hundred eighty-two. So some some rotten bot 
um, some rotten bot here just puts down only 700 people. And then one of the rotten media outlets, uh, one of the rotten journalists, I forgot which outlet, uh, it's actually the lower, even below the politicals and Business Insider and Yahoo's of the bunch. It's that next rot, really bad ones down here. The, the pond scum at the bottom of the journalist pond. One of them put a thing out. Yeah, Mike, or, um, and Mike on the Lindell report, I'll bet you there wasn't only 80 people watching. He put this out there. You know, put this out there. Well, I know one thing. He was watching. <laughs> you know, I know I got 80 people because all the journalists are watching because they, this is, they're starving. They're so lazy. They're so lazy as journalists. They don't even have to investigate anything. All they do is turn on the TV and Lindell TV and watch your press soundbite. Hey, guys, um, guess what? Let's see if one of you rotten journalists can print this. Are you ready? This is uh, the updated news on the pillows that y'all that we that we spoof Zach into dropping into Canada with little pillow with little parachutes. Well, I got bad news. We didn't do the parachute thing because that was satire. But guess what, Brandon? Those pillows made it into Ottawa, into Canada. Everyone says, "Now come on, Mike." How do we have proof of that? Well, you all wrote big stories that I was in a truck that got stopped at the border, and I was never up personally at the border, ever. I haven't been up at the border. I wasn't at the border. That was all you lying journalists out there that one story said, um, right side broadcasting got stopped in the Mike Filler truck. Then it was like, it's like when you play that game when you're little, and you yell, and you're talking to someone's ear and said, hey, I went to the store. Then the next guy whispers, hey, I went to the... I went to my house, and then it changes. By the time you go all the way around the circle, the story is, I went water skiing in Memphis or something. You know what I mean? So you tell this story. That's what these rotten journalists do out there. They're so lazy, but they do is all of a sudden, um, Zach will write a story or whoever, um, political, Daily Beat, whatever. Someone will write a story that they'll get directly from me, and then it will... It'll change into, they'll change the title. It's usually the titles, you guys. The rotten titles will say that this happened. And now, just like that, all of a sudden, I'm hidden in a truck trying to sneak into Canada with not unvaccinated. And the truth of the matter is, I wasn't up in Canada. I was down trying to get rid of these machines here in the U.S. like I do every day from morning till night. Okay, so now... And, and that's why, and actually, in Zach's defense, Brandon, Brandon, in Zachary's defense, when I punked him on that, he was just looking at other people's articles saying Mike Lindell was in the truck and got stopped at the border. So Zach texts me, and Zach said, hey, Mike, were you in that truck at the border? And I said, you know, at first I'm upset with him. That's none of your business. But then I told him straight out, no, I'm not in the truck up there. I'm down here doing what I do every day, getting rid of these machines and trying to save our country. And then he, instead of saying, hey, Mike, what are you, what are you doing then? How are you trying to save? I'm going to write my story on Dominion. I'm going to write my story on, on how you're saving the country or helping save the country. Instead, he said, how are you going to get those pillows into Canada? Instead of writing that Mike Lindell wasn't even at the border, his truck hadn't even tried to cross yet because they, they were waiting on a permit. And then, as they're waiting on the permit, 
they find out that the one guy that or the side broadcasting couldn't even get across because they didn't have the vaccine. Okay. Then by the fake news, they said that you couldn't get in until Thursday, which it turns out it was March 1st. But anyway, that's another story. So I tell him that I'm going to drop pillows in there with parachutes. So he writes this story. And now, you know what the rest of the news writes? Mike Lindell's failed attempt. He was stopped at the border in a truck, hiding out in a truck. They caught him. He wasn't vaccinated. Those pillows, the fail, his failed mission to get the pillows into Canada. Well, and, and Jimmy Kimmel put that out too. Remember that yesterday? The I don't know if Jimmy heard of us talking about him last night. So disappointed in that. We talked about him today. Jimmy, we're still praying for you. We pray that you, uh, um, that you, uh, that you come around, and help save our country. Maybe do, maybe do a skit about Dominion, or maybe do a skit about the about journalism in the United States. These these comical journalists on the left, you know. And then you could have the Fox guy sitting in the corner with a muzzle over his face. You know, he's got muzzle. I'm not talking. Them and Newsmax sitting next to each other. We're not talking. Then you got the rest of them, Brandon, all over here. All of these over here, you'd have little skits going. We, well, I think we should do that, Brandon. We'll do journalism skits, a comedy show about the journalism. And we'll all give them the real names they have out there. They make fun of me. We're going to do that. We're going to have a, a half-hour comedy show with all the journalists I know. I'll be I'll be kind to them and just use their first name. Or exactly, already know your name, so you're okay. Um, and we do that, and then what we'll do, we'll, we'll put out the truce. Hey, you guys, we should start telling the truth. And then they go, well, here's the truth. The pillows got into Canada, and then you can say, Mike, how did you do that? Everybody ready for this? We drove them to New York, two-thirds two of, the, of, the, of the order. And the other third we kept back here at another entrance to Canada. And volunteers, a box or two at a time, you gave them to trucks crossing in or people crossing in. So we did it with multiple people, multiple trucks, and they got to people. And yes, Jimmy, yes, Jimmy, they even got the Bible pillows for the little kids. God bless you, Jimmy. We're praying for you. So anyway, Brandon, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Those pillows got there. And uh, that, that big thing of the media, that was such a big thing to them. It's been solved. That, you know. They're very happy Canadians up there. By the way, the Canadians, what those truckers did manifested to some of the greatest things ever with those mandates coming down. But I know you got a guest coming on, right? Tell who do you got coming on tonight? I got Dan I got Dan Eastman coming on about what's been going on in Wisconsin. And then in my show tonight, we just moved Eric to my show so we give him a little more time, who's also an attorney. Both of them are attorneys. And there's been a big news day in Wisconsin today. And then uh, I also have uh, a few guests that are stopping by the booth during my show from CPAC here. He'll be live at the desk. Okay, well, i got to leave everybody. I'm actually, I have a lot of stuff I have to get done, and every minute counts. Um, I can't, uh, um, so I'm going to let go, Brandon. I want everybody, as long as you're doing Wisconsin, everybody, before I leave, if you live in Wisconsin, or anywhere in the United States for that matter, if you go to Frank's speech, I think it's the fifth square down. It says Wisconsin on there. There's a picture of Wisconsin. I want you to click on that. 
and I want you to see all those numbers, and you call them, and you email, and you say, you need to get behind Tim Rathman and decertify Wisconsin. You're, I'm sure you're going to hear from these attorneys all the crime in Wisconsin, all the criminal activity that went on in this election, all the evidence. You can't, you need to pull down this decertify Wisconsin. So we have a square up there to get involved. And uh, tell Dan, hello, maybe I come on, I can say hello quicker than I got to go, Brandon. Hey, um, Reagan, do we have Dan Eastman with us? Reagan? Let's, if we do, let's add Dan and Mike can say hi to Dan Eastman. So you got Dan? Hey, Dan. Here. Good to see you, How Mike. How you doing, Dan? I'm good. How you doing, Bren? You there? Great. Mike, can you hear him? Yeah, I yep, can hear I'm good. Here. I can't see I can't see him though. Maybe I gotta get off, huh? It's your lucky day. Good to see you, Mike. No, he can <laughs> Your lucky day. He said your lucky day you can't see him. I think we actually <laughs> had him join us by phone and we have a fo- we have a phone graphic of him because he, he, he I don't think he wanted to have to get a suit on and everything tonight. So they... Oh you did join us. Look at that. You did join us. Oh wow. Yeah. The time lag. <laughs> what's going what's going on in Wisconsin? That was a wild day today with uh, trying to deal with some legislation. Our, our uh, state legislature is winding down for the year, and they will close sometime in March, and they won't come back until next January after the election. So uh, at the end of every session, there's always a, a flurry of legislation that's introduced so they can introduce a bill and then go home and brag about it. And uh, one of the bills that came forward today caused quite a stir in Wisconsin, because it has to do with opening and counting the absentee ballots on the Monday before the election. Uh, Current law requires those things to be opened and counted on Election Day. And uh, the the legislature is is attempting to change that law, and uh, that's caused quite a storm, because you obviously don't want these ballots opened and uh, voted or looked at or tabulated until Election Day. So that's what we're dealing with today. Why can't, why, um, who put that up, uh, Robin Voss or, uh, or that gal from, uh, Chippewa Falls at that Bernier that's always so rotten? Well, it came out of the, uh, Wisconsin Senate. It was Senate Bill 214 that was voted on and approved, I think, 22 to 14 or there's 33 senators, whatever it is, maybe 20 to 13, but it passed and it's, uh, referred to the assembly, but there's a companion bill in the assembly. I believe in the elections committee that has not had a hearing, and uh, this is a big, a big change because state law makes it clear that for every open or for every absentee ballot, the clerk needs to read the name and address out loud. And if there's no public outcry or objection, the envelope is opened and the ballot is run through the machine. It used to be at the polling place, but now with central count, which is usually done in a centralized office at city hall or somewhere. It, uh, it, it makes it a lot more complicated process. But, but you really don't want to know the absentee uh, vote the day before the election because that leaves the walk-in vote, and it puts pressure on the walk-in vote. Uh, if you're trying to win an election, you know how many absentees you have the day before, and now you start to think about how many walk-ins you need to win. It, it creates a, another layer of confusion that is is throwing gasoline on the on the fire in Wisconsin. Well, it's another way. It's another way to. It's another. Why don't why wouldn't uh, your legislators do a thing like uh, 
uh, let's get rid of the machines. How about a bill like that? Or how about a bill to decertify Wisconsin? Now, if they're not coming back into session, uh, could they come back in for emergency uh, session? Or what? how does that work? Well, the only way you could have an emergency session in Wisconsin is if our governor were to call one. And that would be on a specific issue. And we have, of course, a Democrat governor. And I, I, I don't think he would be interested in calling a special session. Well, you know what? I think you probably have a better chance with a Democrat governor than you will with a Republican like Doug Ducey or Brian Kemp. Just saying. <laughs> the good news is they're not running in Wisconsin. We're very happy about that. We have our own uh, uh, cast of uh, candidates. I want to ask you this. In Wisconsin, who makes the decisions on the machines? Is it county commissioners? It is usual. Well, the the big cities would have like Milwaukee is its own its own world. They have their own election commission and they they make uh, those buying decisions. But if you get to the rural counties, they make the decision to buy the machines. And most often the city clerks pay for the operating and the training, but the county will make the capital. Investment. My, my question is, then, is the is the. Uh, so it's not made at the state level like Georgia is, which Georgia's trying to just turn that into the big one guy running the whole crime family. At least in Wisconsin, as we go county to county to county, which we which we are going to do, every county in this country, every 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 decision maker say, hey, there's those defective machines. They need to go bye bye. Here's the replacement, and uh, so they still. Can they? Is there any paper counties in Wisconsin now or currently? Are they're all machines? Well, Wisconsin requires a paper ballot marked by hand and then fed into a tabulator. Uh, right. I believe so there's none of them, there's none of them, I'll rephrase that. There's okay. none of them that don't have anything metal, anything that looks like a machine, like a tabulator or a, right? We, we have some in the small rural areas that are still counted okay. by okay. hand. Okay, and well you know, that's... The interesting thing is that in Wisconsin... The, the basic unit is a ward, and, and given the census, we're 10 years into the last census, let's say the average number of voters in a ward is maybe 2,000, might be 1,500, somewhere in there. It's, it's no more than 2,000. And we have 3,200 right. and some odd wards, or 3,200 uh, wards throughout the state, so there's no reason you need an $8,000 machine to count 1,500 ballots. And that, that's that's what we're basically looking does each at. Ward, does each ward decide on that machine? Because we, we just were in New Hampshire, and each town makes its own decision whether to use machines or not. And right. this is where we're getting all these counties on board in these towns. So in Wisconsin, is it by ward then? Would each well, ward I, make its own decision? Yeah, I, I went to law school in New Hampshire. I, I love the place, but their townships are very powerful. I think they have 420 townships in their assembly. Yes, yep. I just in, talked in to the them. Out here in the, in the West, counties drive that decision. Uh, it's a capital okay, okay. expenditure. So what, what happens is the Wisconsin Election Commission approves a list of vendors, and then the county looks at that list of vendors and picks one, but they don't go to RFP. They just pick one, and most of the rural right. counties will pick the cheap one. <laughs> So it's it's sort of a controlled what's the, what, process. What, what's the what would be a cheap one? Uh, the, the of the criminal crime family: ESNS, Diabold, Hart, um, Dominion, Smartmatic. Which ones the, on the low pole? The cheap ones, if they're all crime, if they're all part of the crime family. Well, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that the <laughs> national election. Has to be, they're all uh, the same. 
We pay, pay for the criminals to use the criminal machines. It's, it's crazy. Um, I, I got to get going, Dan, but I want to ask you, so is there any hope, or, or no, where, don't say, I don't want to say any hope, where is the hope that if, the, if it's not in session, can these people keep, like a senator, sign on for Tim Rathbun to decertify Wisconsin? Can they, can they sign on any time, even if they're not in session? It, that becomes problematic because once the legislature closes, I think by April 1st, all of the bills and resolutions that are not acted on expire. And it stays so do, clean until January of next year. Okay. With a new so do we have to do we have till the end of March to decertify Wisconsin? Is that is that what you're saying? Well, if the, if if uh, Tim Rantham's resolution were to advance to the floor of the assembly for a vote, that would have to happen between now and April 1st. To, OK, to everybody. Everybody, you heard that here. I'm going to go, but you heard it here. You go on right here on Frank's speech, go down to hit the square of Wisconsin, call every single person on that list and say, we need to get this done now. You go join Tim Rathbun because we need to bring down, decertify Wisconsin. And you know what? Uh, there's been, Wisconsin's right there with, uh, with the, what the WEC did in Wisconsin and what Dominion's done to that state and these machines. What the crime, what Suckerbuck's done with Facebook, uh, with all these drop boxes, they're they're head to head with, uh, I would say, with Georgia and Arizona. You know, the crimes that were committed. Um, well, Michigan. I mean, it's, it's across the board, but you just seem to you have more of them that got caught already in Wisconsin. It seems there's so much piles of evidence. These people here, they all need to be called out. Every one of them say, why would you not? Why would you not want your state? Why would you not want Wisconsin? You all know what happened, all you representatives. Every one of you knows what happened. Or right, you know what? If you don't, you're only watching Fox News. So you better you better listen to your people that call you. Listen to your friends, your family. Don't just be a part of destroying the American dream. You got one month and a few days. Every one of them should get on board to bring down with decertify Wisconsin. Um, and it is, it is, it is constitutional, right, Dan? I mean, it's in the constitution that they can do that. They can pull back to certify their electors. So what if it's an anomaly, right? Well, those are first impressions that will end up at the Supreme Court. That's a very complicated uh, issue, and certainly the other side would would uh, quickly lawyer up and uh, challenge any type of uh, you don't know. So, you know what? You don't know yeah. till you try, everybody. You don't know till we try. If we all sat back and just said status quo, we lose our country for sure. So I want to thank everyone out there in Wisconsin, around the country, and you, Dan, for everything you're doing for what I say, the election crimes, not election integrity. I, I said uh, election integrity. Isn't that the new weak word where politicians go, you know what? I'm going to lower your taxes and I'm going to I'm an election integrity guy, and they've never even looked at the biggest crime in history. That's disgusting in my book. Or you got that Kathy Bernier in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, who said, she said this on this show, didn't she, Brandon? We got we heard about it. She said, we, we got, or she, not on this show, but she said, anybody that's looking that thinks the election was stolen, they're still talking about, it's just a big charade. Well, we still have the Justice Gableman investigation in full swing in Wisconsin. I think we owe him the courtesy of a report. And uh, we also have uh, Representative Branchin and her elections committee continues to have hearings.
Um, awesome. It would be nice to see what this evidence looks like before the legislature raises to fix the statutes. Do, do, you, think, do, you, think Rob, do you think Robin Voss will stop that from happening? He'll make sure everybody's gone before it comes in? Doesn't he manipulate? Doesn't he call the shots in Wisconsin? Well, it's his investigation, so one would assume that if he, if he hired Justice Gableman to investigate, that he would expect results. <laughs> unless you don't want it, unless you know what the results are, and you don't want them out there for some reason, Robin Voss. Well, we, we got. I mean, I mean, it's this. He does some pretty, pretty shady stuff in your state, and allegedly, right? Allegedly, and they. Uh, <laughs> but uh, any, anyway, I better get going. Um, um, are you, uh, um, Dan Dutch? But I'll keep uh, keep up the great work, and uh, and uh, we are going to get. Uh, I, I when they when you say to, I want to ask you one more thing with the logic does it even make sense when they come up with who comes up with stuff like let's get our mail in votes the day before our election who comes up with this stuff well the, the municipal clerks in Wisconsin we have 1852 municipal clerks and we have a very decentralized election system and of course the clerks are city employees and they're on the payroll and they have benefits and pensions and some of the smaller town clerks are that's a different story but the the ease of doing the, the election administration is very important to the clerks because if if they they botch an election it's them so anything that makes their job simpler or easier is is attractive and they're they're all beholden to the WEC system the the, the whiz vote system so when you when you see these ideas, is it the WEC system, the criminals, the five, the criminal board? Well, I thought, I thought yeah, they got, yeah. I thought they got, I thought they got charged with felonies, or did they drop them? I guess right. They they decided not to move forward with their felonies. Is that true? Well, the uh, apparently uh, the, the Racine County Sheriff recommended criminal charges against five of our six election commissioners, which which in and of itself is, is troubling. Um, the Racine County uh, DA did not charge the, uh, the, uh, the commissioners. Uh, I believe she said that they have, to, they have to live in the, they, don't, they didn't live in Racine County, so she couldn't charge him. So I, I'm not wow. quite sure what that's all about. But at the end sure. of the day, this is, this is what the result, the rule of unintended consequences. A long time ago, about 15 years ago, somebody decided that our election should not be controlled by the Secretary of State because we have a, le a legacy Secretary of State with a famous name who's been here. I think he's 82 years old this year. He's running for re-election. Uh, anyway, they, they pulled elections out from under the Secretary of State thinking that it would be less partisan. And what they created was an absolute nightmare. And it, yeah. it reminds me of... Uh, and if Mary Shelley's famous novel, uh, Frankenstein, where the last chapter is Dr. Frankenstein is running a dog sled across the North Pole, chasing his monster, trying to capture it to save mankind. Well, whoever created the WEC, they're not chasing after the WEC. They like it because it creates amazing chaos in the state of Wisconsin from an organization that's supposed to be protecting our fundamental right to vote. And we right. have had nothing but a storm for a year over this election because of the of the, the the unwillingness of the WEC to look into the situation and to calm the fears of the public. They stoke this, and it's almost, you wonder if, if this isn't being done on purpose to stoke the grassroots. Because it's illogical to have a, a state agency of almost 100 people charged with administering something, 
but everything they administer causes chaos. I mean, we've got a real firestorm going in this state, and people want to know the answers, and instead of the government giving them answers, get more fire. So it's a problem. It's a political problem, and it's it's not going to be an easy solution. So right. Well, it's it, but it is. The cover-up has been, you know, we've, we knew very much about what WEC was doing, and they were allowing the trusted bill to come in from Dominion, from Colorado, all the corruption on early on in our investigations, and then to hear that the DA in Racine County or whatever does not want to press charges because they don't live there. This is uh, this is all disgusting. In another time, in another world, they would have been charged and put in prison. That's all I'm going to say. It's, and this is what we're up against, everybody. It's the biggest cover-up for the biggest crime in history. And, uh, Dan, i got to run, but thank you for all you're doing. And, Brandon, i got to run. Actually, actually, for, huh? actually, actually, Mike, Mike, can, can you hear me? we got breaking news I want you to respond to real quick. Uh, the New York Times is reporting that the prosecutors leading the Manhattan District Attorney's inquiry into Donald Trump's uh, business deals has resigned. The DA is said to have doubts about the case. So the big story, prosecutors lead, the prosecutors leading the Manhattan District Attorney's inquiry into Donald Trump have resigned. Wow, so story. what, are you telling me that that was all set up too? What is going on, Brandon? You know, and I don't. Again, I'm not a lawyer. Dan would have to answer this, but I think if D, if an attorney knows something's not legit and moves forward with it, not only are they putting their reputation at risk, but they could get disbarred. Correct, Dan? Well, I have no experience in New York whatsoever, and that's a very complicated situation. <laughs> you guys, I got to run though, Brandon. You guys, I got to go. All right, all right. Mike's gone. Um, Dan, we'll let you go as well. Uh, thank you for being with us tonight. Dan, do you have a website you want to promote, Dan? No, I, I don't. I'm, I'm a private uh, attorney in private practice, and uh, I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you're okay. Good for you. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Okay. Have a great night. All right. The other, the other breaking story tonight is that Justin Trudeau has reportedly reversed his emergencies uh, act. He has reversed the use of the Emergencies Act. If you remember, just the other day they had a vote. What was it, Logan, like 185 to 150? 185 to 150, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, that the House of Parliament affirmed his use of the Emergencies Act. And, and if I remember correctly, it was supposed to stay in place until the middle of March. And now we're getting news that he has reversed himself. Supposedly... Uh, getting rid of it this afternoon. So, uh, again, political pressure, pressure from other uh, uh, countries, I'm not sure, but that is good news, uh, certainly there. Um, let's see, Supreme Court rejects bid for religious opt-out from mandate to take the unsafe and ineffective COVID vaccine. So, again, that's not a good story. Epoch Times, who is just a few booths down from us here, is reporting that the Supreme Court rejects the bid for a religious opt-out from COVID-19. They report the Supreme Court justices on the 22nd, that would have been just uh, yesterday, right? Today's the 23rd, rejected a bid by healthcare workers in Maine to block the state's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. They declined to hear the arguments for and against an appeal court decision that left the mandate. So, again, that's breaking news tonight. So several breaking news stories tonight as we are here at CPAC. And, by the way, 
uh, here at CPAC, we will be starting out very early in the morning, tomorrow morning, broadcasting until rather late tomorrow night. Mike Lindell is supposed to be here with us, as you just heard, in the booth. So he'll be broadcasting with us. We'll do the same thing again on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So it's going to be a really, really busy broadcast uh, schedule here on Lindell TV. Do us a favor, won't you? Tweet, text, email, Facebook, call your friends. Uh, let them know that we have gone to the uh, great expense as well as uh, her, you know just huge effort to bring our portable studio with us, multiple cameras we have here, a whole switcher system off to my one side here. Logan and the team have come down here. Uh, we left uh, Memphis last night at midnight. We uh, uh, arrived here around on the grounds around 3 o'clock Eastern Standard time and uh, began to set up so we could be live here with you tonight. I'm going to go live with Brandon House live. Uh, at my normal time slot, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, we have guests we've already booked up. We've ju I just hung up literally while Mike was talking to Dan Eastman. Representative Tim Rantham will join me for just a few minutes, who, of course, is uh, running for governor. We also uh, are under the uh, understanding from my communication with him that he has changed his schedule around and will be here at CPAC live. So we look forward to having Tim Rantham with us in uh, studio here, our portable studio and at the desk here for CPAC. So be a lot going on here at CPAC. Uh, and if you appreciate the fact that we're willing to come all the way down here from the Mid-South, set up, uh, you know, acquire the expense and cost of broadcasting here to interview these newsmakers, I have to tell you, we really need your support. Please go to MyPillow.com, use that promo code L77, save up to 66%, but also you're getting great products and supporting what we're doing. It's absolutely crucial that we hear from you guys because um, uh, it costs an awful lot to bring everything down here, set up with the team, and be here. We're also getting reports tonight from my friend Robert Spencer. Robert Spencer has been a guest here and been a guest of my shows for many, many years over at jihadwatch.org. Robert is writing an article tonight that the Biden, Biden's handlers uh, are dumping 16,000 Afghan, quote, translators in Loudoun County, and most don't speak English. So again, report tonight by Robert Spencer of jihadwatch.org that the Biden's handlers are dumping 16,000 Afghan translators, quote, translators, uh, in Loudoun County. Now, that's really interesting because if you remember, that's the county where the parents were taking a strong stand against critical race theory, a strong stand against um, basically uh, uh, Boys being able to use girls' bathrooms, girls being able to use boys' bathrooms, all that the, in Loudoun County. Remember the parent being arrested? And I guess the story came out afterwards. His daughter had been sexually assaulted by a transgender in the bathroom or somewhere there. And so they were arresting him, apparently, to keep him quiet, intimidate him. So we know that uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, has, uh, of course, been battleground for many of these issues. Well, what they need, of course, the left, the Marxists, is more voters. Uh, to make sure that the people, the American citizens, don't rise up. And so apparently tonight, the Biden's handlers have made the uh, decision to dump 16,000 so-called Afghan translators in Loudoun County, Virginia. Now, what do you think 16,000 new voters, because these are translators, which means they're adults. And we put quotes around the translators because, um, you know, we're getting reports that a lot of these people are not translators. There were translators that were working for our military, but we're getting reports a lot of these people don't qualify as legal 
they weren't really translators. And so can you imagine what it will mean to Loudoun County, Virginia, to have 16,000 votes flush on February 4, 2022? Uh, the Sheriff's Office press release said, quote, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office received an unannounced visit by the Department of Homeland Security's uh, DHS Federal Protective Service in which it learned that approximately 2,000 Afghan refugees per month were slated to arrive at the Washington Dulles International Airport during a window beginning as early as February 19th and extending through September 2022. So we're talking about 2,000 per month, with the total ending up to be around 16,000. Um, this gave them just two weeks to prepare for the influx. And they went on to say... Uh, other things I guess we just won't bother with reporting right now due to the sake of we're running out of time. But, again, this is what's going on, folks. This is why we're talking about basically a standing army being moved into the United States of America through these phantom flights and other things, military-age males, fighting age, uh, being brought into the United States. And look how they're strategically picking Loudoun County. Many people believe that. Larry Kudlow, the former uh, uh, advisor, economic advisor for President Trump is reporting tonight that Biden has declared jihad against fossil fuels and is financing Vladimir Putin's military adventures. I've been warning my audience for several years that one reason Putin keeps things stirred up in the Middle East uh, is so that he can keep the price of oil high that he can use to rebuild Mother Russia. Seems like Larry Kudlow is agreeing with that as well tonight. So, again, we're reporting live tonight from uh, uh, CPAC. Let's see. Uh, wait a minute. I'm also just getting news from Annie Cyrus, as you know, born and raised in Iran, an expert on this. Uh, she said translators would have fluent English ac accent, but good English. So she's making a great point. How is it that these translators don't speak English? So when we were putting quotes around translators... That's because many of them are being called translators for the military, and they weren't. She makes a great point. If they don't know English, how could they be translators, particularly for the U.S. military? And it's coming in that many of them don't know English, as we just reported. Also, we've never used 16,000 translators. Annie Cyrus reporting tonight for LiveUpToFreedom.com. Texting me while I'm on set watching and reporting in. Uh, LiveUpToFreedom.com. Let's work to book Annie. Annie, why don't you see if you can come on with me tonight uh, about uh, 8.30 Eastern Standards. See, no, wait a minute. That would be, now my times are off because we're on the we're in the, uh, we're in the Eastern time zone now, so all my times are off. Let me check real quick, Annie, since you're listening. We can announce to the audience. Why don't you join me, Annie, at around 8.30 Central. 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. 8.30 Central, Annie will join us and talk about this. This is breaking news tonight. Uh, 16,000 so-called translators, Afghans, dumped in Loudoun County. But she's saying we would never use, we never use 16,000 translators. Maximum, maximum we need would be 500, 1,000 based on size of our country, our bases and documents. So again, very interesting. We'll get an update from Annie tonight at uh, 8.30 Central Time. We've got a big lineup, and we're still adding to the show, as you can see, for Brandon House Live. We're going to go now to the Worldview Report, my nightly newscast, Worldview Report, and then I'll be back here with you, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern Standard. MyPillow.com, use the promo code L77 if you like the fact that we take the effort to come here, broadcast live, and interview a lot of newsmakers from the desk for the next several days right here in Orlando, Florida. For Mike Lindell, I'm Brandon House. This has been the Lindell Report. Thank you so much for watching. Take care.